Hello and welcome back to Antique Dust. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And uh, together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! And we are following the glorious, glorious Yossi drama that is Howard's Woo! episode was first broadcast on the 8th of November 1987. It's oh. episode 10 of series 3. Yes. And it got 12.35 million viewers. I know. That it's was in the days when you could get high viewership <laughs> television programs. <laughs> well, there was, there was only three uh, three channels. Oh, no, was there four? I think we had channel four then, didn't we? Oh, yes, we had channel four then. Channel 4 was of 83. Oh, was it? 83, 84, mid-80s. Yep, so so there were definitely four channels. And in, I don't know, in 87, I think we might have had a burgeoning uh, uh, BSB or something like that. So I think satellite was sort of beginning to take off. But, but yeah, big, big viewership for terrestrial television. Yes, so this episode is so. more of a... <sighs> I was a little bit disappointed with this episode because there was no egregious nonsense until we had the fashion photo fashion shoot. montage. Yay. We love, we love, we love that. That, 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 that brought. So yeah, that was that was good for me. I mean, the episode started at uh, uh, a yacht launchy. Yeah, so thing. Rel- yeah, so Relton Relton have organised this press reception for the victorious Barracuda, Woo! Um, and they're announcing it. So and the official I'll- launch with oops. Official launch. <laughs> Rob's get, get doing a jolly. Get carried away then. <laughs> yeah, we have to get those special shock mounts so that we can whack the. Yeah, don't we? Um, yeah. So I can't remember what I was saying. What was I saying? Um, uh, yeah. So we had. It starts off with Avril launching the Barracuda. Yeah, it's with balloons. With balloons and everything, which is is not very environmentally friendly, and we we're not going to condone that. But it was it was. <laughs> It was the eighties, so Clutching up we didn't, we didn't, we weren't as intelligent then as we are now. <laughs> no, so, but I mean, again, a little bit of nonsense as well because they're launching the Barracuda, and yet um, the first time they've been announced of the Barracuda is when Tom and Jack saw it on television. Yes, which seems a, but there were the television was there filming, so I don't know if they were watching it when it was being launched. And then found out afterwards that they were launching, but there is. I think it wasn't entirely entirely clear, but <laughs> but but what what we can what we can get from that is that no one at Relton bothered to tell the mermaid yard <laughs> that, that. that the Barracuda was being now marketed for for sale. Yes, so and it's a big fanfare. Yes, um, and Jack and Tom get interviewed for BBC Television South. <laughs> Jack told to sit down, shut up. <laughs> very wise very wise <laughs> and uh, I'd also uh, uh, so Kate is asked uh, is saying well should I um, uh, so, no, no, I'll start again Kate approaches Avron and says Jack's uh, enjoying the uh, hospitality a little bit too much <laughs> <laughs> no surprise <laughs> no surprise there and then, of course, Avril then goes on to introduce uh, Leo and Amanda to Richard Spencer, the hunky um, sort of boat driver. And, uh, and um, there seems to be a little bit of friction. Uh, friction More friction. Fri- frizz on between Amanda and Richard. Oh, wait, Am- Amanda is gregarious. And so we had all that hoo-ha. Flighty is the word. Flighty. Flighty. I think she's just gregarious and fun. And she likes to be around fun people. She likes the attention. And, and let's face it, Leo's not that much fun, is he? <laughs> let's be honest. He has his moments. Uh, um, He's had his moments. It's <laughs> a perfect moment. Um, but uh, I think this is uh, they're just trying to like, right, okay, we're uh, we're we're wrapping rats wrap, wrap this mother up uh, with regards to the relationship. It's like we're bored now. It seems yeah. like. But I mean, I think Amanda had more oomph to give. To, yeah. to to this yeah if they stuck if they'd actually given Amanda more of a personality 
you know, and given her more to do and not just made her the the, the, flighty, the flighty flighty rich kid. Yeah. Then then they could have got a lot more out of out of Amanda. But to be to be honest, the, the Howard's way is littered with the wrecks of potentially interesting characters, characters. that are introduced then abandoned. Yeah, so I, mean, I think it's it's just a bit sad, really, um, because I mean I really liked I really liked the Amanda sort of character. Uh, she was like a very young Polly, um, and you see, there was a lost miss opportunity. Then they could have I don't even know if she'd even met Polly, but Polly could have taken her under her wing and blah 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 and all the rest of it. And so, but hey ho. So sort of wax lyric about the, 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 the attributes of having a flat in London. Yes, <laughs> and a string of gentlemen callers. <laughs> it's fair enough to have your fun, but don't do it on your own turf. That was, I think, the Polly thing. Right. Um, um, speak, I do apologise, dear listeners. Evie, ha- our delightful terrorist tabby, uh, was sleeping quite soundly until you woke on, her up on the duvet. Until you woke her up, I didn't wake her up. She she arose, but the moment we came in here, she arose. And now she's determined to ring a bell, which is around her neck. Yeah. Uh, so annoyingly, yes, you're very pretty, but now she wants to kill me. Um. So, <laughs> um. But oh yeah, lost opportunity. So so we have lots of this. Uh, we sort of bit of a sort of yacht launch where we've got lots of um sort of sellers yeah. and blah 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 yeah. avril has a interaction with uh tom um and emma sort of emma boat boffin uh, emma boat boffin is that sort of looks like the younger newer avril um turns turns up and uh, uh is and really lays into avril um um, so uh, with regards to the Reltons and their mismanagement of the Barracuda launch and sidelining and not being communicative, um, Avril sticks up for herself, and uh, uh, and Tom sort of intercedes and calms the situation down, which is all very very lovely. But it's nice that Emma's getting a little bit more oomph behind her. Um, because she's just been a bit of a one-dimensional character. She's not had enough lines. She's not yeah. had enough. Well, to that's do. to say, you know, the, as I said said earlier, there are so many of these characters in Howard's way that have not been given enough to do and were potentially interesting, but then half developed and abandoned. Yeah, I and mean, it seems it just seems really, really sad. Um, so, but so we have have all of that. Um, I have a sort of a quite a sort of a, a really sort of quite cringeworthy sort of BBC Solent's news broadcast interviewer um, going through it. And it's just, uh, that just seems a bit of padding. And then we yeah. have, then we cut to a scene um, where it's, it's very stalker-esque. Yeah, with... well, be- before, we get to, before we get to that, we just need to mention that um, Sir Edward Frere is full of himself. Again. Again, because he's having all this success and buying up chunks of the business park so there's there's and there's a little bit more intrigue on that later on in the in in the episode and but what it looks like is that whether he likes it or not charles's new business partner is going to be his his daddy his daddy daddy because daddy is looking to buy out people who've yeah. got shares in in yeah. this development business 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 i'm bored of this i'm really really bored of this but we have lots of lots of we have montage shots of people driving around in posh vehicles on mobile phones or talking business bollocks and being very proud of themselves yes but But there's more of that more of that later but But what i in the meantime what i do have to Mm -hmm. say with regards to edward freer someone has now trimmed his moustache so he's actually looking quite elegant because it was all over the place and and now the thing someone's sort of taken him to a barber's and preferred his facial his his, his facial decoration um which does look very very good yes but we have a um a video game style point of view uh shoot 'em up sequence in the in the the, the design <laughs> studio <laughs> like it was like an episode it was like doom I don't know if anybody remembers doom <laughs> someone creeping around the studio yeah it's creeping around the uh the the, the fashion studio and it just looks like stalker-esque 
and it turns out that it's uh, Anna, the the Chinese designer's dad, trying to convince her to to get married to this bloke that he's chosen that would be good for his business and blah blah blah, and Anna, it was just felt such a stilted. It was like, yeah, it, yes. It just, I mean, it was very much. You will marry Tan. No, I won't. Right, that's it then. That's you're it. you're out the will or whatever. And it's just like, oh god, this is boring. Never me. darken my towels again. Oh, I, mean, I mean, the whole setup was seemed like really, really good, and it did feel as though from an earlier incarnation um, that Anna would have been the replacement for Abby because she was a bit, she was more, she was creative and and she yeah. was, um, but. Um, had that whole like put upon thing so there yeah. Leo could come in again with his old rescuer yeah, yeah. complex so, so here we are again we're now clocking up our third female I'm not I'm not casting any aspersions here but our third female underdeveloped throwaway character that could have been could have could have but ultimately I, I mean wasn't. I, I mean I know that Howard's way was set up to be it, it, the original title for it was the boat builders and it was sort of a family making its way sort of thing and but it was very masculine and everything yeah. and the, and the but the, it ultimately please bear with me dear listeners i've just got to move the cat i think the cat's probably hungry so we'll take a bit of a pause here and jonathan will feed the cat and we'll be right back and we're back <laughs> we're back <laughs> Evie so, has now been fed. Yes. <laughs> so yes. she's now not sort of parading around on the piano. And jumping on things. And sort of and twanging at the cello. <laughs> it's yeah. just very annoying tabby cat. Oh, but, she, but we love her really. We love her really. Yeah, so so we were just talking about, and actually it feels a really timely thing to bring into a conversation, uh-huh. actually, because I think that the, sort of the, the tail end of the 1980s, we were still very much in that, that era of film, TV, media generally, where often it was the male characters that were the focus and tended to drive the story, where a lot of female characters were there to mop up and hang on arms and, yeah. and, and they so were more on. decorative items yeah. Yeah. rather that, than yeah. human characters. I mean, yeah. we'd had like lots of female um so ha- there were female drama series which was just female centers like widows uh linda laplante where it's all very strong protagonists which we've actually covered in one of our previous other podcasts where linda laplante's last acting role was in bergerac yeah and she and, and then that's what really was the turning point because she wanted to decide she wanted to write for strong females but yeah it, and we had like juliet bravo the gentle touch and that sort of thing but, but they were you know you had female dramas yeah, female dramas. But so the strong female characters tended to be in female dramas, yeah. but more kind of mainstream dramas tended to be more focused towards male characters. As I say, with female characters, don't don't get me wrong. I, you know, we've got we've got Jan, we've got Avril. So we do have we do have some strong some female. strong, but but okay. a lot of the female but a lot of the female characters really don't have very much to, to do. do, and uh, and that's kind of interesting, really, because when you consider uh, what's being what's being made today, particularly when modern day TV uh, make TV program makers are are sen- rebooting or remaking uh, older stories, mm-hmm. is that they have they clearly have to do something to redress the balance. For example, we had Around the World in Eighty Days, where um, which if you read Jules Verne and H. G. Wells and so on, they have almost no female characters it's or a boy's female, own adventure female characters that are in there are usually just either to be rescued or just very very per, uh, peripheral mm. but but in this re remake of around the world in 80 days so they took the view of actually taking an existing male character and changing the gender um which is one of the options the other option is to invent a completely new female character mm-hmm. and interject that into the into the story or they do what we will be talking about a little bit more in the future in all creatures great Great and small Mm -hmm. they they took an existing female character that 
did little more than open the door and Serve deliver tea. cups of tea and and turn that character we're talking about mrs hall turn that character into into a more fleshed, a out, more fleshed out pivotal character who actually has a life and doesn't mm. just exist to serve teas and open the teas door. and open the doors to the to, to the male characters and just sort of throwing all creatures great and small into the conversation because why am that, i doing that Jonathan? because that that uh, after we have finished the delightful and glossy series three of howard's way we will be covering um all creatures great and small um uh the rebooted one because there's two absolutely lovely gorgeous tv series uh on a reboot and it's been commissioned for another three Woo-hoo. Woo. for Ooh. channel five which is channel very five. peculiar because it was a bbc and it does it has got all the bbc hallmarks as in the production quality and everything but it's on Channel Five. Uh, it's on Channel Five, but it's on a th- and also it's on a Thursday night. Well, which is you know, streaming and all the rest of it. I know. Really doesn't matter what night, any time, any television programs on. They don't have event television anymore. Well, they do. I mean, we say we've well, got, unless it's Strictly Come Dancing. We say you've got Strictly Come Dancers. We've got Call the Midwife, um, and that's that is a, a strong Sunday staple. Um, but then you're not going to Channel Five's not going to put. Uh, or could you could small up against Call the Midwife, call the midwife or, or Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, is, is, we could probably put it on at 9 o'clock or something like that. Well, that's a bit late for... Not for all cre- well, no, because it was on at 9 o'clock on Channel 5 on Thursdays, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's because it doesn't... Does No, if you're trying to create event television, you don't put it on at 9 o'clock. No, right. Okay, that, that's enough. when young people are off out to the discotheques. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to the lovely So where were we? we, we uh, I forgot to mention, David Lloyd is... Uh, who? You mean David Harris-Jones from The Fall and Rise of Reginald Yes, Perrin. David Lloyd, the character... Um, I, just can't, has, I just can't separate ha, them. ...has liaised with, with Ken and is trying to persuade Ken not to go down the route of going public because it will... Uh, open him up to being bought out and blah 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 and he's trying to ingratiate himself with Ken saying using Leo's new father-in-law who's a very very big businessman um, and has money to invest into um, Ken Masters yeah uh, leisure cruise yeah and he sort of tells them that that Relton will want to get them sticky mitts but David Lloyd is is an oily little little toe rag yeah uh, trying and to show off Avril. Yeah, and, and it then, seems that Ken and Leo are aware of his oily shafting yeah. uh, tendencies, so that doesn't sound And wrong. also, it's been made very, very clear, because this development that is being done by Charles um, is in a really good pr- is in a good sp- spot on the coast. However, Leisure Cruise, which was so naturally introduced by Ken when he was looking at the map, and said, well... Our location is a far superior location for selling yachts because obviously he's in competition with Relton. Um, so where his position of his yard, because when he bought it to Mark and Sarah Foster's uh, leisure cruise, it's a better location apparently. Um, so that was a, a good forward, which was actually quite well, quite well thought out really for Howard's way because they really, they really don't really think about business bollocks that. <laughs> as in the technical technical no. standpoints of it no the, the the idea of um you know you introduce an idea in series one and then bring it to some sort of fruition in series three that's that's feels quite modern yeah <laughs> that's, that's um that that's what tv makers tv show makers will do now mm-hmm. um the 80s not quite. I'm not. not I'm not quite. So oh, I'm surprised anyone remembered that. Oh, it, and also, because I mean, Howard's Way does have a habit of they have like three stories which are beginning, middling, and ending, and over a two or three story, a three, two or three episode story arc, and they overlap. But then they throw other ones into the mix, um, uh, like what happened to the the managing director that Polly threw herself onto. Um, that's been dropped. Yeah, I can't even remember. Well, say because he was supposed to be that. moving down to be a manager director of some such business thing. Yeah. But he, he, it was all very important in last week's episode, um, and now it's been conveniently. Now, who, 
<laughs> dropped. <laughs> who, who cares? Though we do, we do have a, a a new character being thrown into the mix. Oh yes, of, the um, new speedboat, Stuart, Stuart Cavendish. Stuart Cavendish of Northern Boatyards, who um, sort of Amanda is very flirty, gerty with. Um, oh, hold on, is that the speedboat? Ride? That's the speedboat guy. That, so Stuart Cavendish of of Northern Boatyards. Oh, right. um, who's a potential buyer and. Oh. Um, interested in a tour of the mermaid yard. Don't know if we'll ever see see him, see see him, see him again or anything. But um, hey right. ho! And I say that I say there was a, a there's a, a scene um, with uh, oh, Jan is getting a little bit highly strung because she's got a fashion shoot at uh, yeah. Sir Edward's sort yeah. of stately pile. And her her unit is that the right? That doesn't sound very glamorous. Her unit at For the Marina Marina Development it is, is is ready. Is and ready. She needs to, to have a look, and she needs to get staffing for it. So this, she's got a lot on her. She's got a lot on the plate. plate. And then she arrives at the mermaid yard and starts screaming because the deck's not fitted because they've taken the deck out of this new boat. Yeah, it's really interesting how people who know absolutely nothing about something one minute suddenly <laughs> become experts. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I, this episode had some really classic moments um, and some really typical like, ooh, what happened there? Oh, it's a, there were some really nice family time moments with the Howard family, and it just like all that sensitive. Oh, I haven't had enough time to spend with you. That sort of, sort of like mention throwaway between Tom and Jan. They're divorced, and yet they're still really good friends. And um, it's yeah. Well, oh, it seems that Jan's been been neglecting all her relationships and friendships and her yeah. and her drive for power and success in the fashion oblique boat building yeah it, business. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that just seems a bit mm. mm. just i think they just try to throw so much of this episode there were some really really lovely moments um uh, we had jack trying to convince kate in the boutique with a bouquet of flowers some orchids that cost 12 pounds 50 that was it that was Yes. Well, this is on this is on the back of, and we're sort of again we're we're skipping slightly ahead here. Right. But th- this was obviously on the back of his previous uh, feisty interaction with, with Jan. Jan. So so Jack wants Kate to tell Jan to buzz off, to, to back off a little, buzz bit. off. And, and then Kate says, "Well, <laughs> you, you buzz can, off. You, you can do it. You can tell it to buzz off." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we have we have some business bollocks. I'm sorry, but we just have to whiz through the business, business bollocks. Bo- we so we have got Charles discovering that Belgian oil shares have been bought by his father. Um, it, Avril, for some reason, Avril Avril is one of these you know do it all characters who can just do anything. So because so Gerald's not around, Avril is having to bid for Rannoch Holdings. So we can introduce a new character. From Rannoch Holdings, uh, but in the hey House ho. of Parliament, yeah. So, um, but, but the, an offer has already been made, and so uh, Charles is kind of concluding that he's just going to have to go into business with his, his father, dad. whether he likes his it. His dad's or have to pay not. one and a half percent more than what uh, what Charles has offered, yeah, which or a non-specific amount. Um, yeah. So in, yeah, so. Um, they're going for a celebratory coffee at the canteen at the Houses of yeah, Parliament. Yeah, but Charles just thinks that his father is a bit of a fogey in business, I yeah, suppose, but, and but would even not Avril be a good says, partner. Yeah, even Avril says that, well, he's, he does very well at business. He does something very well and because Charles was trying to cash in on someone that he'd had a previous dalliance with, that she mentioned he'd had a previous dalliance, but they left on good terms. Um, thankfully thankfully um but that dalliance obviously didn't sort of develop into anything because he got shafted by one and a half percent more so uh, so so let's sorry the business policy is all a bit sidelined um and then charles reaches out to speak to edward on his vodafone car phone in the back of his bentley or rolls royce and then his dad's too busy to talk to him (laughs) yes well we'll we'll come on to what his dad's too busy doing and uh because <laughs> we don't want to rush no. let's not let's not rush the photo shoot it's so okay, delicious right. we don't lead want to on it. then dear rob okay so we've got leo who's um who comes home with flowers to apologize for his to amanda to amanda for his um unfounded accusations of her interest in the australian 
bloke and what does he find house full of people disco people dancing disco to, dancing to, to rick astley in the living room <laughs> uh, so amanda said oh i brought back rupert joe and blah 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 uh to celebrate they said well i thought we were going to have a celebratory thing he's there with a bouquet of flowers in his sj jeep yes. sorry that th- this was the episode where i really really wanted an sj jeep because i wanted to emulate i even had the the, the the sort of the beige the beige sort of chinos and the linen the blue linen thing i really wanted a suzuki jeep convertible oh. uh, but i did oh. actually i learned to drive in one yeah um um but anyway so leo's got his big wet blanket in the back of his <laughs> the back of his <laughs> which he, of his which jeep. He, he duly takes in about yeah. and speaks to around that basically it all goes a bit Tong and he tells the people to leave, and then Amanda says, "You're a beastly person." And it's just like, "Oh God!" Uh, it's just like, just get on with it. Yeah, it's just like, "Okay, wrap." You've this. reached the end of this story arc. Let's just wrap the whole thing up. Let's wrap this tie, a, up. tie a nice bow around it, and then send her on her way. Because obviously, this is going nowhere. No, and Kate's. So there was a scene with Kate. Later on, we'll just wrap up the Leo and Amanda thing. And Kate says, "Is everything okay with the marriage?" Because obviously, Kate thinks that they've rushed into it and said, "Well, blah blah blah." And and Leo lays his cards on the table um, and says, "All right, I say she can't make it today because she's at market." And Kate says, "Well, there isn't a market day." Um, and then he sort of he tries to resolve things, and it all goes a bit Pete Tong. But there was a bonkers in that scene where they're in the yacht club. The television portable was like... Was, it wasn't even a portable, it was a full-size <laughs> CRT television plonked, plonked, plonked on the bar. What was all that about? I have no idea. And, the, the, and you see the face of the of the television reporter from earlier on in the, in, in the episode, getting their money's worth, obviously. But, you know, that. But the, the bizarre thing is, is that, you know, the, the, the trope would be uh, that there's a TV in the shop with a news broadcast on it so there's going to be something coincidentally on this news broadcast that will be of importance to the other i imagine that probably they were but they didn't even do that they just had a pointless television i imagine that it probably did have something the scene was going to be boxed off boxed off in a different way and they re-edited it in a different way um because well you you're kinder than i am yeah because i wouldn't uh, no one in their right mind would have had the set piece with the television play there was for no good for no purpose no no purpose to it point whatsoever for that (laughs) uh so i was expecting someone to turn the volume up and then there would be a a devastating announcement about i don't know a a fire at house of howard or 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 something all all the frocks of god yes all the frocks (laughs) have burnt down but nope Nothing. Yeah. So Nothing. I know that you're Nothing. lead. You're desperate to lead on to the uh, Fashmag flag shoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, but let's let's before we get there, let's just um, let's just reflect on how Tom and Emma, who's you know one of our slightly disposable, not very well developed characters, their relationship is it seems to be under some. Under some stream, yeah, she I, turns up at the yard uh, in a ball gown. So d- dressed up for dinner, and said, "I waited for you weren't there." And he's there, busy playing on his on his computer, designing boats. And he goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot." And I'll I'll go and get changed now. So, well, the reservation was an hour ago. Well, it's too late now. Um, and it's just like, and, and she said, "Well, maybe have I have I reached my have I served my purpose?" And I think, "Yep, yep. for the scriptwriters, yep. you yep. definitely have." You. Yep. Uh, uh, are you fair? I really like the Emma character. I mean, she's she's good looking. She's feisty. She's intelligent. She's an academic. Um, but you know what? She's not. She can sail. You know what? She's not. What? She's not Jan. She's not Jan. Jan. But the thing is, I say she's 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 like a a a, a, a slightly feistier uh, sort of academic version of Avril, really. Yeah. Because right? I mean, there are sort of some very similar similar traits traits there um and it's just so sad because that could that i mean she could have been a really really good character i mean because we know that the general foreplay for or, or the four 
sort of the 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 the, the, the story trajectory was that Tom and Jan would probably get back together again, and I think Emma would have probably been a really good character for him to get into a relationship with. She's quite pragmatic about. It. She's quite a pragmatic character, and then she could have actually said, "Look, she's." she was your wife and she should still be your wife and she should really just sit them I, I could imagine a scene with her sitting them down and plonking them and say right you love each other still I'm going to leave you to it because you know this is best uh, yeah. and, I, and I, I think that would have been uh, I mean, she would have been a really good character because I think she would have been very supportive she knows what she's talking about and she could have been a really good asset and so and I think she was really quite a faithful and a good character, but I mean, I mean we see more of her in next series. She's she's in she's in next series, um, but obviously, so the Tom character sort of is no more in season five. Oh spoilers! I know very bad spoilers. Yeah. Um, so Polly, let's not this, this oh. is, there's we have we have we have more Polly in this episode than we've. <laughs> We Perhaps have a bad. lot of Polly. Uh, Polly wearing Polly had a lot more a lot of outfits. I mean, she, she was obviously vying for for Jan's um, sort of wardrobe budget. Um, so Polly and Gerald have got it together, which is like okay. Yeah. Right. So they seem to have put their uh, their, past. their their past respective past behind them and seem to be getting on quite quite well. Quite well. And, and Gerald is much more chill chill and supportive and well, i think he's always been supportive of polly to to, to to do something and i say they go to some of their old haunts in the lanes in i can't where wherever it was on the coast a really nice place tynemouth or something not tynemouth um anyway some somewhere somewhere pretty along with uh, along the coast they go to find an old restaurant which they used to go to and um, it was just—it just seems a very nice. It was very, very nice. It was mm-hmm. very wholesome. And it was very a, natural. Yeah, it was, it, and it was really good. And it was—it was quite lovely to see both of them quite happy, um, because obviously Gerald's had a few days, has, has been given a few uh, some time off by Charles to to recalibrate after sort of his sort of ex lover has, has has died. Um, which is very, very lovely. Yes. And very honourable. Hence, hence Avril being tasked to do all the things that Gerald, Gerald would, would have normally have been doing. <laughs> um, I don't think Charles isn't capable of doing anything himself. No. Um, so then, then Polly, um, anticipating, is, is anticipating a, a, a negative reaction from Gerald when she uh, suggests that she would like to get a, a job. job. A job, and he a says, job. "No, I think it's a jolly good idea." Yeah. So, yeah, you've been a you've been an on cost to me all these years. Time you brought some some money. In. Yeah, but I think it's to say, yeah, I mean, it's. I think she sees all these women around her that are going on doing things. It was it was it was foreshadowed with her friend when she was redoing the the drawing room, who was set up this little business. And I think there's always a, a pang of jealousy of these people that have actually got a purpose rather yeah. than than shopping and shopping. Um, and entertaining men at the London flat. Yes, exactly. Um, she hasn't mentioned the London flat at yeah. all. Maybe they're to sell it to pay her credit card bill. <laughs> For the vase that Gerald threw into the fireplace yeah. when they had that row. <laughs> so, uh, but they had a really nice scene, and then she thought, "Well, okay, well, Jan's got these boutiques, and I'll get a job with. I can get. I'll ask for a job for Jan." And she says, "He mentions it's Gerald, and Gerald." She turns around and says. And he turns away and she's like, there's a bit of a shock. And he picks up the phone. Phone her. Yeah. Speak to her. Give her an asset. We weren't expecting that. No. Well, we were. Well, I don't know why he would be so disappointed that she's getting a job. I, I don't get why it would have been a problem. I really don't. Well, I guess they had fairly traditional, well, well traditional marriage apart from all the ex-marriage stuff. But otherwise, it was, again, a fairly traditional marriage. Yeah. He's a breadwinner and she floats around the house and her, and, and she's the and ball like, and she's like the, the the turn up at an instance sort of supportive wife for these various yeah. sort of functions and yeah. requirements or or serves dinner graciously uh, so to to business colleagues <laughs> and cups of tea cups of tea and sherry um, cups of sherry wow that, wow yeah well that's like our friend we, we've got a friend called jan jan uh, jan um she, 
She does not serve sharing teacups, just like get that. No, it's like virtually pint pots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so pre Christmas, uh, she said, Oh, come around for some Christmas Pop- drinks with some sherry. Pop- and then some I sherry get the test, I've got no sherry glasses. So I was like, okay, okay. we'll bring well, neither some. do we. We, we, we had little, we had little glasses. <laughs> Those were the ones that we brought, though. Yeah, we said, yeah, we bought these because we, we couldn't find them. Yeah. We'd reorganised and we couldn't find so them. Anyway, so anyway, so we dropped some glasses around, some nice crystal glasses, which she was very grateful for, and then she just filled it to the top, and it was just like for right. We only so, went round for a few drinks. So we, we were anticipating a, 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 you know, a nice little sort of pre pre Christmas soiree where we sip some sherry and nibble on a. A on a mince pie. pie, and it got absolutely hammered. Yes, <laughs> we drank it. So between four of us, we drank an entire bottle of of sherry, which was actually quite nice. But uh, well, after a bit, you just stopped tasting. And, it, really. and then, then came out a bottle of fizz, and then came out a bottle of wine, and then she opened the Baileys, and she, and she said, "Oh, we don't want to get drunk." And then, so, uh, everyone, Too late. And then everyone Too late. get everyone get got absolutely bloody hammered. hammered. Got absolutely hammered. So anyway, that's our and we were going, and then we were going. What happened there? <laughs> what happened there? I, we only went I, round for an hour. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, so anyway. yeah. So so Polly's Polly's wanting a job, and she phones up Jan, so Jan and, and Jan says, "Oh God, I'm so glad. I'm so I've been not been a very very good friend because obviously she's doing fashion stuff, fashion and boat building and media stuff and entertaining a multimillionaire with a stately home." Um, and she says, oh, I've been meaning to ask. Uh, I hope you don't mind me asking. Would you run one of my boutiques for me? And it's like, oh, oh, okay oh, then. Oh, if, you, if you insist. You can say no. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I'd love it. Oh, great. I'll come and pick you up at one o'clock tomorrow. We'll Ooh. do lunch. It's like, okay. Because well, I think Polly in the boutique, she'd be phenomenal. Well, she could. you could imagine she would be, she'd have a great time and she would probably do quite well and and selling she might she might be a little bit too honest at times about people's fashion choices but we'll find out yes. how well she does marvelous marvelous marvelous, marvelous so marvelous. so marvelous. so that wraps up the poly thing now come on are we going to get on to the fash okay let's if you insist lead on dear rob insist. so so we have a a fashion photo shoot <laughs> at um what is it high Field, Highfield Manor, Highfield House, or whatever. Highfield it is. Manor or Highfield. So House. in the in the in the in on in the grounds of Highfield Manor, we have lots of models <laughs> floating to your backs, around. Tea backs, tea fronts. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bit more titty, darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look like you mean it. Yeah. So all these models who are like strutting around and doing modelling poses. <laughs> Without a, without a <laughs> photographer in, in, in sight. It's like, you know. Vogue. Yeah. And then we have Jan and Sir Edward wandering, wandering up, up and down. And then wandering back, back again. Yeah. And then we have we have Anna. Uh, where she's meant to be doing something with the thousand. Yeah. And she's like picking us a pop plant. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. What was she supposed to be doing? Clearly, the director just just said do just something. Said, do something. So she decided to to do some topiary, <laughs> rather than fluffing <laughs> fluffing, fluffing up a frock. And then, but um, obviously, she's been overworked. Yeah. So we had it already signposted that the only that's just Kate. Kate is the only person who notices just how tired tired Anna's looking, <laughs> and then she just. She has a fit of the vapours and bumps into a a priceless vase, vase which has been plunked out in the photo which shoot, been, which smashes to smithereens. And Sir Edward just like dashes over and says, "I'm so so sorry, uh, I'll but pay Ed- for it." I say, "I doubt, darling, you could afford it. Yeah. If Ed it was, was a bloody priceless vase, you wouldn't leave it I'd to go insured. out in the photo I'd shoot. Insured, yeah. anyway. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't use it in a bloody photo shoot. You know, no. I, we wouldn't say." Oh, I'll get some, some antiquities for the house and we'll shove them out on the terrace so a girl can go, ooh, pout. Yeah. 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 But Sir Edward is quite chill about the, and the then, smash. And then bar. she has a touch of the vapours and faints. Yeah. And then there's a very awkward moment. And Sir Edward. <laughs> Edward's like trying to lift her up. Yeah, risking a hiatus hernia. <laughs> yeah, Obvi- obviously some of his strength has been... Has, has been depleted after his moustache his wild like sort of fly away moustache is uh, like Samson yes 
So he demands that they phone for a for, for a doctor to come. So, but but Jan says no, she doesn't need a doctor. She's well, fine. I'm sorry, Jan, but that's not <laughs> that's not really your your yeah. your call to make. She's gone from from dowdy housewife to fashion empire person to boat builder to yeah. doctor, <laughs> all in three series. Yeah. Jan Howard, MD. <laughs> That'd, that'd be the spin-off, I think, wouldn't it? John Howard, MD. Yes. Shoulder pads and go-go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, and then we don't see any more of Anna in that episode, apparently. Because she's swissed off to a private hospital. For the night, the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it must have been just a travel lodge or a premiering off the dual yeah, carriageway in the yeah. way. So, they couldn't, they, clearly, they couldn't think of anything else to <laughs> to do with her so and then it says oh it's just exhaustion it wasn't me <laughs> that's the jab which is like oh gosh <laughs> so, so and then we have Sarah, Sarah arriving Foster arrives back looking stunning you know in a, but <laughs> looking stunning but in a Sierra minicab I would have thought sorry <laughs> could, could what, you would you, what would you expect a Bentley well, no, I'd expect her to whiz up in a sports car or something. Because, oh, you wouldn't expect her to arrive in a Sierra minicab. Well, I suppose she has to travel from the airport somehow. Well, I don't think she came straight from the airport. She wouldn't. She wouldn't, didn't have any luggage. I don't know. So I don't seems, know. It, that just seems a bit bonkers, because Leo runs out and opens the door for her. I said, oh, thank you, Leo. You accepted the job. How lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the first time we really get, to see, we get the sense of the leisure cruise office, which is a studio set, mm-hmm. having something downstairs, which is a some location location filming. We obviously have that slightly jarring transition between film and yeah and and video, but you well that's just yeah. the way it, the the way it is. But we you know so so we get I get a sense of of where leisure cruise actually is actually is yeah and leo's downstairs in his sales office he was on the phone so, yes at three o'clock bye 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 happens. sell 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 uh, yes come around at three and uh yes we we, we do have a power cruiser in mauve <laughs> you know? i'm sure we can make it a different color amazing yes we can we can get the lads to spray any color you, like. <laughs> you know so, so he's, he's, he's clearly taking to the the whole Sailing boat thing. With, what, like about, what about that tall water. windsurfer that was? That was well, she's t- <laughs> she's, she's still probably, wobbling. She's probably floating wobbling. off to France, yeah. <laughs> waiting for her instructor yeah. to turn so, up. So, so Leo's 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 uh, business has clearly just been just like yeah. abandoned, <laughs> left to rot and ruin. Yeah. So Amanda's investment in that business, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Did he sell it? Who knows? Who cares? Well, we have got. We'll say that that that's one of the other storylines that's for for the last few episodes of of of, of this series, which does does get sort of spoken about. But well. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll refer to that in a later episode. Yeah. Uh, so the, the denouement of this episode. Yeah. Well, say so Sarah goes up and 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 Ken's selling boats on the telephone to some Russians uh, in Greece or something. Um, Stavros. 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 We were talking about something about something something off the Aegean or something. Um, which is sort of Greece and <laughs> Greece and, and Turkey and, and shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't get your A level jog if you did you. I got GCSE. <laughs> but that was more counting cars in a super in the golden <laughs> square. Um anyway. Um so she arrives and they have a little moment where she's like, Oh, I'm so glad to see you and so I thought you were up coming back on Tuesday. And it was just oh, okay. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And so it seems like the sort of the sort of the distance has made sort of heart heart grow flutter, fonder, flutter a little bit. Um, so and uh, and then we okay. have <gasps> dun 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 what the cliffhanger, have? where so there's business bollocks. G- Gerald has uh, gone back to work, and in through the CCTV, I think, oh, that's David Lloyd. What's he doing What's there? He doing there because David he was Lloyd fired. David Lloyd got shafted. By, um, by Charles because Charles set him up and dropped him because anyone that's going to do the dirty 
on Charles. Charles doesn't want. He wants honourable people. And Charles and David Lloyd was doing the dirty on him in a previous in the previous series yeah. when he also shafted Avril uh, in the business sense, not in anything else. And uh, and then it seems like there's some skullduggery going on. Mm. Yes, Charles so. has uh, has uh, commissioned David Lloyd to uh, convince um, uh, Ken to go public, but he's been telling Ken not to go public. Yeah. And he's saying, well, reverse psychology there. So, I've, so David Lloyd's gone in there to say, don't go public. You'll be bought out. Blah blah blah. But basically, telling him what's going to happen. Yeah. Um. And Ken's like, oh no. You've got Ken to be thinks it. he's he's he a, he's he's smarter than everyone. So he does the opposite because he thinks that David Lloyd is, is yeah. giving him bad advice. And then it then yeah, David Lloyd turns up to visit Charles and says. Everything is going according to plan. Cue jazzy music. Yeah, cue jazzy music. So we've only got three more episodes of the series. Oh, <gasps> gosh. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, this was meant to be, they were only meant to have three series. But I think because the popularity really, really took off. Why was it quite popular? It was very, very popular. Ooh. It was amazingly popular. So uh, there is a really nice sensitive moment in one of the last episodes of the series, which is lovely, uh, which is the return of a much loved but also much maligned, <laughs> much maligned character, which is all quite lovely. So, uh, so anyway, dear listeners, uh, if you've listened all the way through this, I do. I would quite like to apologise for our terrorist tabby, uh, Evie. She has now been fed, and now she's screaming at another cat outside. But hopefully you didn't hear that. <laughs> yes, it's all part of life's rich tapestry in this house. And we would like to, I'd, I would personally like to send out a sincere apology about last week. If you're, if you're gagging for the next episode and was desolate, just be desolate that it didn't come. Um, we went yeah. out for dinner at one of our very, very posh friends' houses in uh, darkest Cheshire. It literally is dark. There's no street lights. Well, it's um, the middle of nowhere, practically. Um, we partake. We saying, it wasn't necessarily a hangover. It, we, I thought it was a hangover, but I think because we had some very vintage red wine and I had some very, very mature cheese, it brought on one of my heads. Yes. So Okay, Yvonne Stuart Hargreaves. Yeah. <laughs> yes, from Heidi. Hi. Howdy ho. Um, so I was very, very unwell all weekend. So yeah. we couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tweet <laughs> any bright light I had to go to a dark room for a long period of yes. time yeah I had a lovely time <laughs> yes you watched, you watched I, the I uncut watched version of Lord of the Rings the, <laughs> of the, Rings, the, full, the full version which was marvellous <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway we're back we're back anyway dear listeners so if, visit the website if you if you want to learn a little bit more about us and possibly who knows buy some of our merch merch someone's bought a periplume someone bought a periplume mug and so i do hope you're uh well i don't know if you've well if you've if you've got somewhere it, in yorkshire somewhere in yorkshire bought a periplus periplume periplume peri mug so um i do hope that the tea tastes delicious from yes, it. Yes, delicious tea. We do delicious like tea. Not tea. sherry, though. That's very bad. No, no, don't have sherry. Don't have it. sherry in well, it. Well, we say, admittedly, if Jan invites you around, you would probably be likely to have, because we've taken our cut glass glasses back from, from Jan. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you would be likely to be served sherry in a mug. Yes. It wouldn't be a peri-plume mug, though. <laughs> well, no, because they're very exclusive. They're very exclusive. Very exclusive. Right, right. And reassuringly expensive. Reassuringly. So Actually, anyway, they're very cheap. No, they're very, very affordable. They're affordable for very one affordable. of those luxury items that is a necessity for every home. And we've got t-shirts too. Yes, I'm wearing one. And you're wearing your Howard's Way t-shirt. I know. I love my Howard's Way. It looks marvelous on you. Very, very. Thank you very much. So antiquedust.co.uk forward slash shop. Shop. And you can find us on all social media platforms at, at Antique Dust. Woo-hoo. So, um, yep. Yeah, so, apologies for the episode being a bit, little bit splintered. Um, but we I'm sure nobody noticed. <laughs> Shush! <laughs> we're, we're experienced sort of suge- professionals. Yeah, that's sort of suggesting that our previous episodes <laughs> have, been, have been well oiled and seamless. So anyway, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on everything, and uh, please do tweet us, uh, Instagram us, or Facebook. 
I think I think most of our Howard's Wave people are on on Twitter. I know. Um, well, who does Facebook these days? Well, actually, Facebook's taken a resurgence because obviously the, the Instagram, but we don't do much traction on Instagram with antique dust. So no, no, we're not we're not influencers. No, no, not not with that no. one anyway. Because uh-huh. we talk about things that no one is really very interested <laughs> in. <laughs> Well, wait till we, wait till we get into the delightful and um, so all creatures great and small. <gasps> you're you're expecting great things. I from am. That. Well, everyone loves all creatures great and small, especially the reboot. It's yeah. just delightful yeah. and gorgeous. Though it has to be said that our most popular popular uh, podcasts are the ones that we do about classic films, and we've not done one, done one of them for ages. So that's mm. you know, that's 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 what our audience want. But we're we're stuck Keep in we're we stuck in a Howard's Way groove. At well, the for three more episodes, three and then we will. So we are going to finish the entire series, but I think we need to parcel it out because it's only six series. Oh, and we're almost halfway through. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's just like then it's like, oh no, we thirty six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you put it, when you put it like that, that's when it's When you say three more series, think oh, okay, but then you say thirty-six episodes. <laughs> like, oh my lord! There was not even a Christmas special. Can you believe that? that I'm just... sure there was a couple of sprigs of holly and some tinsel. Occasionally. No, there was never a Christmas episode. Was at all. Was ne- Christmas. It was all summer. It was all. Summer. We never had a single. Well, I suppose filming by the soul and in the winter. It's probably <laughs> quite just not... to delay. Yeah. So anyway, dear listeners, thank you ever so much for listening. If you got this far, and we will see you next time. Farewell from me, Jonathan, and from me, Rob. Bye. Bye.